Welcome to the Corporate Minister Podcast, a safe space dedicated to the hearts and minds of African-American men. Today's work environment presents some unique challenges for Black men, and they can sometimes feel overstressed, overburdened, and at the same time undervalued and underappreciated. The Corporate Minister Podcast is about speaking a word of support, encouragement, and healing to the men in these spaces, as well as to those who love and support them. We also seek to provide a means for others to understand these men, their hopes, dreams, and challenges, in order to bridge the gaps and create a dialogue. Our guiding principles in these discussions are the Word of God and the love of Jesus Christ. Our bedrock scripture, and the one that underpins all of our work here, can be found in Matthew 11, 28 and 29, where it is written, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. With that, we welcome you to the Corporate Minister Podcast, presented by your host, the Reverend Dwayne Dixon. Welcome to the Corporate Minister Podcast. My name is Dwayne Dixon, and I serve on the ministerial staff at Progressive Baptist Church in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm also a technology executive, and I've been in corporate America for more than 25 years. My calling is to minister to the needs of black men who are sometimes forgotten, executive black men, men who spend time in corporate America. The world sees job titles, degrees, and outer trappings of success, and often draws the conclusion that these men don't need ministry. My experience couldn't be further from the truth. My objective here is to bring a word from the Lord that will serve as a beacon of hope, solace, and encouragement. Every couple of weeks, we're going to address one particular topic, stress, fear, pressure, male bonding, failure, and success. And we're going to see what the word of God has to say about it. From there, we'll bring in a guest speaker and explore the topic in a little bit more detail. And with a little luck, you'll hear something that blesses you. About that, I want to hear from you. Please drop us a line at thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Again, that's the corporate minister at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your feedback, and your ideas. I want to make this a space that's comfortable and relevant. And on that note, let's get started. Today's topic is dealing with the pressures of the work world. That's a topic that certainly resonates for me, and our scripture comes from Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Again, that's Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, and I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's actually the bedrock scripture for the corporate minister podcast. And let me tell you why. That scripture speaks specifically to the fact that so many men in our target audience are carrying burdens, sales quotas, managers' expectations, employee expectations, family expectations, self-imposed expectations. If you're a high achiever, you most likely have the highest expectations of yourself than anyone. You're intentional. 
You're goal-oriented. You're laser-focused and you allow no excuses, least of all from yourself. You are on your grind 24-7 and you've got your mind on your money and your money on your mind. To paraphrase Jay-Z, you're not just a businessman, you're a business man. But where does that break? When does that get to be too much? We were all raised with that phrase, you can't be good as, you have to be better than. Or you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. Well, that's all well and good, but that's not human. That's superhuman. But all you are is human. Where do you go when the burden gets to be too heavy? I like to think that Jesus provides a place to share that load. Remember, the scripture says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, the question comes, well, you want me to trade one yoke for your yoke? I mean, what's so special about your yoke, Jesus? The reason Jesus' yoke is easy because it's a shared yoke. He carries it with you. You get to offload those problems and those cares to him. There's an old song that says, take it to the Lord in prayer. In other words, unburden yourself and drop off those cares with the Lord. On that note, I want to spend some time today with a very old, very dear friend of mine. Our guest today is a pastor, former law enforcement executive, husband, father, friend, mentor, mentee, and my Iota Phi Theta fraternity brother. I'm confident that if not for the friendship of this brother, I probably wouldn't be a minister today. I've been knowing him for over 30 years, and he's my very dear friend. Let me tell you a little bit about him. The Reverend Dr. Curly L. Adams is a product of the Chicago Public School System and is a graduate of Dunbar Vocational High School. He holds a bachelor's degree from Northeastern Illinois University, a master's of divinity from Garrett Theological Seminary, and a doctor of ministry, also from Garrett Theological Seminary. He's currently senior pastor of the St. Paul CME Church in Chicago, Illinois. And in addition to his duties as pastor, he also serves as a resource chaplain for North Shore University Health Systems. Reverend Adams is a member of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated, and he is married to the former Lisa Johnson, and they have five children, Brittany, Isaiah, Katya, Kayla, and Malachi, and one grandson, Cameron. It is my honor to introduce to you the Reverend Dr. Curly Adams. Hey, Fred, how you doing today? Hey, Fred, how are you? Hey, man, good evening. Yeah, I could not. I'm doing good, bro. Good, good, good. You well, know, it's an honor to be sharing with you tonight, and uh, just a pleasure uh, to touch on something that is near and dear to my heart. I am pleased to hear that. You know. You've been doing a lot of ministry work, and I don't think I nailed all of it. Um, can you tell our audience more about what you've been up to these days? Well, absolutely. Uh, you shared a little bit about, uh, you know, some of what I do in terms of pastoring uh, St. Paul, uh, St. Me Church. But let me just give you some additional background. Uh, St. Paul is a 113-year-old congregation. Uh, it is in the heart of the Bronzeville community. 
And in addition to that, uh, St. Paul is the mother church of the Christian Methodist Episcopal Church in Chicago, uh, meaning it was the first CME church uh, in the city of Chicago. Uh, I've been the pastor there now for uh, coming on to, to eight years, uh, and uh, my duties uh, include a number of things other than preaching and visitation. Uh, I do administrative uh, duties and as well as provide uh, spiritual guidance to our members uh, through the challenging and uh, troubled times in their lives. Uh, just recently, uh, uh, as recent as last year, I was appointed as uh, presiding elder of uh, the Gary District, which is uh, in the Michigan-Indiana region of our district. Uh, as presiding elder, I supervise 14 churches uh, within uh, the south suburbs, uh, the Gary, Indiana area, uh, and then one particular church in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Uh, my responsibilities as presiding elder is to provide supervision uh, to the churches, particularly to the pastors, uh, and report to the bishop uh, relative to uh, what I have experienced with that and, and what is going on with uh, each and every church uh, in that uh, district. Uh, we do some teaching from time to time uh, where we instruct pastors on uh, certain things uh, within the life of the church uh, to better help them uh, pastor and minister to their congregation. And then lastly, you touched on uh, my uh, role as a resource chaplain. Uh, and I've been uh, serving as a resource chaplain now uh, as of February, uh, four years uh, uh, within the uh, Evanston area. Uh, currently uh, responsible for uh, responding to uh, chaplain or spiritual care needs um, at uh, several uh, hospitals uh, near the Evanston area. Of course, Evanston Hospital, uh, Skokie Hospital, uh, Glenbrook, and Highland Park. Uh, and so uh, that takes up a great deal of my time. And, and of course, being a, a husband and father and grandfather, uh, all lumped into there, uh, this brother stays pretty busy. Ah, uh, indeed you do. Indeed you do. Although you just hit on something. For our listeners who are from the Chicago area, you just told me that you have responsibilities that stretch from Evanston and Skokie all the way around to Michigan City, Indiana. That's mm -hmm. a huge, huge area. So what that tells me is the whole notion of the pressure of the work world is, is something that you are no stranger to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when, absolutely. We, when we look at Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30, how does that scripture show up for you? I know you're no stranger to that. How does that matter to you? How does that show up in your life and in your walk? Well, uh, what it does is, and you gave an introduction to, to the text uh, uh, as you opened up. And one of the things I draw from uh, Matthew 11, uh, the verses that uh, you highlighted is that uh, Jesus offers an invitation. Uh, and in this invitation, he offers uh, to each and every person an opportunity uh, to bring their issues, their concerns, their pressures, their problems to him. Um, and when he talks about take this yoke upon me, it is interesting that he used the word yoke. Uh, and yoke, uh, for those who know, 
uh, is a wooden instrument that is put on oxen uh, to help put the rope around and to help them be able to pull certain loads. What the yoke does is it helps keep the load sturdy so that the ropes don't rub against the flesh of the oxen, which will cause burns and sores. And so when Jesus says, take my yoke upon me, he is saying that yoke that is causing uh, you to be burned and sores and, and pain and discomfort, take my yoke upon you and allow me to pull your load. And, and when, I, when I see the scripture, when I hear the scripture, that's what resonates for me, that Jesus gives us an opportunity through salvation uh, to be able to put our concerns, our problems, and our issues uh, before the Lord and allow the Lord to lead, guide, and direct us and navigate us through those challenging times in our lives. And so uh, that's what I take uh, from uh, that text. That's outstanding. I want to drill down just a little bit further as we talk about sure. the, 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 the stresses and the strains and the burdens that men of color are dealing with right now today, especially educated men of color. One of the reasons mm -hmm. I, I focused on that demographic so much is, you know, we spend a lot of time ministering to our at-risk brothers, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's necessary. I, we spend a lot of time dealing with our brothers who aren't working. We, we do a lot of time dealing with our brothers who are in prison. And that's a ministry that is necessary. But the thing that always concerns me is those of us who did what we were supposed to do, who stayed out of trouble and did all the right things and got all the degrees and did all the things, people figure that because we've done that, we don't need any ministry. We got it figured out. It's all good. And we're squared away. And we don't get the ministry and a bunch of us don't seek the ministry when we're dealing with hard times. So when we think about this scripture, what do you think the key takeaway is for that demographic of men dealing with the pressures of the world? Well, let me just say this to you, uh, Brother Dixon. Uh, let's dispel the myth that, you know, men uh, in that category don't need uh, Jesus in that capacity, don't need help uh, to deal with the pressures uh, of the world. Uh, I totally disagree. Uh, in my ministry, I have seen uh, men in the corporate world, men in the professional world, just as men who have been incarcerated or just dealing with day-to-day -day issues, uh, all carry the same uh, uh, burdens, uh, the same issues. Uh, I was always told that new levels, new devils. And I have seen that. I have, I, I have seen that uh, in my walk, uh, and I have seen that uh, in my ministry. Uh, and and you know the key takeaway for men uh, in that category is this: is that first of all, your problem is not uh, unique to God, uh, and not unique to Jesus Christ. Your problem is a problem that Jesus can address, uh, whether it's uh, discrimination, uh, whether it's someone keeping you down, whether it's someone preventing you from moving forward, whether it's just trying to take care of your family, uh, whether it's just trying to survive in uh, a field that is constantly changing, uh, the Lord is there for you and to help you navigate through that. 
Um, one of the things that is uh, that I have discovered with uh, dealing with uh, men uh, of color in in the corporate world is uh, the threatening uh, monster called change. <laughs> and when change comes, it disrupts many people because uh, for many of us, you know, and I, and, and I just speak of myself, I deal with structure. I'm structured. You know, I have, uh, my wife always tell me that uh, I have a habit of doing things uh, and that I don't break my habits. And, and so I can I stay with what I do. Uh, and to change is like threatening to uh, my lifestyle and threatening to uh, the life that I try to lead each and every day. But here it is. Uh, the Lord uh, helps us when things change and it will change, uh, whether it is due to age, whether it's due to the job market, uh, whatever. Things change and we have to have uh, uh uh, a guide, a leader uh, that will help us navigate through those times of change. Uh, men of color in the corporate world deal with so much. Uh, and being able to uh, deal with change, being able to deal with the things that come before them uh, is critical to their future and their livelihood. Hey, man, doctor, I think you said something there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's been said that beside every great man is a great woman. What would you say about this topic to the women who are supporting the men of color? Well, um, what I would say to uh, a woman who is um, standing by her man uh, is that you are in a partnership. Uh, and in that partnership, um, uh, you should uh, strive to be in partnership with your mate and not try to overshadow your mate. All right. Not try to diminish uh, the role of your mate, not only in your life, not only in the household, but when you are out, uh, particularly uh, serving together in any capacity. People should be able to see that uh, the woman is working with the man and the man is working with the woman. Um, and uh, in doing so, uh, you become one according to scripture. And not only that, you uh, continue to be the epitome of what I believe God had in order uh, for a man and woman all right, to be in partnership and in relationship with one another. You know, I thank God for my wife because we are in partnership in ministry. Uh, she works with me and I work with her. Uh, she don't try to overshadow me. I don't try to overshadow her. But what she does is she allows me and she uh, loves me to the extent that she lets me be the man uh, of the house and the man of uh, our home so that uh, we are led in a way that God has ordainedly ordered. Uh, and that's what I would say uh, to the women of the world uh, who are standing by uh, the, that brother uh, that deals with so much each and every day. But to have a, a good woman by his side, uh, a great woman by his side, uh, is one that will help him be able to deal with those devils in the world, Doc, and whatever else comes his way. 
I know that's right. And you know, I, I, I'm, I'm president of the Lisa Adams fan club. Okay. <laughs> you will recall that when you met her, yes, said, yes. that's the one. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I just think she's wonderful and she stands on her own in her own right. She's got her own thing, a proud silver of Delta Sigma Theta. Um, and, 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 and just compliments you so very well. So, so your words are, are, are well received on that topic. Cause I know that, you know, from whence you speak, um, I have a question. Are there any resources on this topic, books or websites or information you'd like to share with the audience? Sure. Um, well, one in particular is a, uh, devotional site, uh, for, uh, men of color in particular, it's called, uh, Galilean Ministries, um, and uh, all you have to do is just uh, Google uh, Galilean Ministries, and it'll pop right up, uh, and it's a daily devotional uh, site for men, and it gives uh, a devotion for the for the day and a, a, a short sermon uh, uh, to help uh, navigate your day, um, and so uh, those, that's one particular um uh, resource uh, that I would uh, also uh, that I would provide, and then also um, uh, some books. Um, one in particular is called uh, "Unmasking uh, the Lone Ranger." Uh, Unmasking the Lone Ranger. Uh, it's a, a a wonderful book uh, for men uh, uh, in terms of just dealing with, um, you know. Uh, Taking taking off that mask is mm. by Frank by Frank Wilson. Uh, it's by the yeah the author is Frank Wilson, uh, and it's a wonderful book, you know, just on you know removing that mask. Uh, we as men, uh, from time to time, feel uh, that uh, you know we can't be transparent. You know, we have to uh, have this mask uh, per se where when people see us, they see uh, this strong man and this individual uh, that is a Superman. Mm. But it's far from the truth, man. We, we have our own issues. We have our own problems. Uh, sometimes the weight of the world weighs down on us. And this book is really, really um, just helpful in terms of peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of the person to help you be who you need to be uh, for your family, your yourself, and whatever you do. Well, that's okay. on time, man. That is on yeah. time. And that that's something that I think will bless some folks. I'm so happy that you shared that. I think both of those will be useful resources. Um, yeah. As we come to the end of our time together, um, and we're talking about the pressures of the work world, and we talk about the pressures of the world in general. I mean, I, I think about some of the things that we're dealing now with the coronavirus and, and how that's changing the work world and how that's bearing down on us. Do you have a final thought you'd like to share with, with brothers who are dealing with the pressures of the world? What, 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 what would you leave our audience with? Well, uh, what I would leave our, our audience with is this, uh, to find, um, a close-knit group. Uh, one of the things that was helpful for me is having a covenant group. Uh, my covenant group consists of uh, my brother, Reverend Dwayne Dixon, <laughs> and uh, uh, some others that I can be curly. Uh, 
Um, I, you know, I can be curly and share uh, and that they can share honestly with me uh, and to just be a, a person, uh, you know, that I ain't got to put on airs. I ain't got mm -hmm. to act like all of this, but uh, that I can have a covenant group that I can share my concerns, share my issues, know that they will speak to me truthfully, not what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. And that has been helpful uh, for me. Um, uh, you shared earlier uh, about my relationship with you, but I want the listeners to hear uh, my relationship uh, in terms of what you have done for me. I stand here today as a recipient of, you know, your mentoring, uh, your guidance and your direction. Um, although this is a PG podcast, I won't, I won't tell, I won't tell the folks, I won't tell the folks what you said to me to get me to where I am today. And so I just share that you need as a black man, you need those type of individuals in your life, uh, to help strengthen you. It says iron sharpens iron yes, and in doing so that helps you be all that you can and should be. That would be my final thought to uh, to the men uh, who's listening, to the men who partake of this, and I pray that it is a blessing and, and helpful. Reverend Adams, I'm just so thankful for you. I'm thankful for your friendship. I'm, th I'm thankful for your ministry, and I'm so thankful that you chose to just share a little bit of time with us here today. So pleased to have you, and thanks so much for your time, my brother. We'll talk soon. All right. God bless my brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us at The Corporate Minister. We appreciate your spending time with us, and we would love to hear from you. If you have show ideas, prayer concerns, or if you are blessed by what you heard today, please drop us a note at thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Again, that's thecorporateminister at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time.